You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. This is episode 31, Healing Can Be Messy. Grow a Thriving Practice, a podcast made for biofield tuning practitioners, offering the resources to enhance your practice, grow your business, and continue your journey of self-discovery. I'm your host, Jillian Faldmo. Hey, Tuner. It is so good to be back with you again this week. Um, You probably noticed that I didn't post an episode last week. We had a lot going on. It wasn't the first week of school, but um, for some reason, the second week of school felt a little bit more challenging and difficult. Maybe the excitement wore off. (laughs) I'm not sure. But anyway, um, I missed you all. Um, And I've been thinking a lot about the next episode I'm going to do, which is today. And it's sort of like a hodgepodge of thoughts I've had. And um, one of them that came, this is inspired from a client I was working with recently, um, a a coaching client who um, was getting a little frustrated at um, her her clientele and the, and the clients not wanting to do the work. And we talked about, you know, her ideal client and um, what that person would look like. And part of that was she wants to attract clients to her that want to show up for their own healing, but are not just looking for a quick fix. And I totally understand that and can relate. So one of the things that we talked about was um, providing some education upfront, either on her website or creating a handout that would educate her clients on the effects of biofield tuning. And one of the things to highlight was that healing is not always pretty it's not always comfortable and it's certainly not always quick and she asked me uh, if i had any resources or um you know books i could send her away about healing and i couldn't think of any and i still can't um think of any so if you do just let me know send them to me at jillianfaldmo.com but i just use my own experience of healing. You know, I've been receiving biofield tuning sessions since 2011, so 10 years. And definitely what I have learned is that it's not, healing can definitely be messy. And so if you've received many sessions, you've most likely have experienced this yourself, right? We're shifting patterns in our field. And when we do that, we're shifting our minds. And when we shift our minds, we shift how we interact with and respond to the world around us. And we start to show up in our lives differently. And part of what can happen through that process is what's known as cognitive dissonance or what Eileen refers to as the woods between worlds where you've left where you've been but you haven't arrived yet at where you want to be. And sometimes that can feel a little discombobulating, right? There can be confusion in there as your your mind is starting to um, believe something new 
that it doesn't quite believe yet, um, it can, yeah, it can feel a little bit confusing and unclear and uncomfortable. And another thing that can happen during this time is constructs that once served a purpose can gradually or sometimes even immediately fall away. So when I say constructs, I mean things like um, addictions, relationships, jobs, right? It's like sometimes things have to fall away and fall down before you can rebuild. Now, sometimes that can be really wonderful. I had a coaching client the other day tell me she did one session with her client and that client stopped drinking after that session and she had been drinking for a long time. Now, it's probably something that the client has been wanting to do for a while, so that was probably really nice. She was able to drop that habit with minimal effort. And then there's other times where like, something like a relationship can fall away, and that can be really uncomfortable, especially if that relationship serves some sort of purpose, like it, it fed some sort of idea or just like the drinking, like the drinking feeds something, right? It 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 offers a coping strategy or it, it uh, reinforces um, a, a belief of some, something like, I don't know, I can't do this on my own or, um, or whatever it may be that's not beneficial. So relationships can do the same thing. You know, if we're constantly believing that we have to put others before ourselves, we're going to find relationships that uh, prove that to be true. And when a relationship falls away as a result of a biofield tuning session or a series of sessions, that can be really uncomfortable. I had a bio, especially if you love that person, right? You love that person, but you're, you're noticing that that, um, that purpose of that relationship is no longer serving you and it's no longer serving the person. Now, sometimes that relationship can shift. You can start to create boundaries and um, show up with that person in a new way. But sometimes, you know, there's people are here for either a reason, a season, or a lifetime. I love that saying, right? So if, you know, they actually fall away, that relationship falls away, that can be, um, that can, you know, bring on emotions like grief, um, resentment, anger, can be awful. I had a biofield tuning client once when I was first starting out. She came to me for energy healing in general, and I was so excited about biofield tuning, <laughs> so I offered it to her, but she didn't really know what she was getting herself into. And I guess I didn't either. Like I knew and I understood the power of tuning, but when it came to offering that to others, I didn't quite understand like how how life-changing that could be for people and how like unwelcome that change <laughs> could be. So I did this work on this woman. I remember distinctly I worked on the right side of her heart chakra. And um, there was quite a bit there about, you know, saying yes when we mean no and putting others people's needs ahead of her own. And she also um, was manifesting some like fibromyalgia like symptoms and chronic fatigue. And she 
just really like wore herself into the ground with um, her work. She she cleaned houses for work. And um, after the session, I checked in with her and she said, I am never doing that again. That was awful. I almost broke up with my boyfriend. And now I didn't know much about her relationship, but what kind of came up for me or what I like sensed into was like, oh, like perhaps this is a relationship that's not serving her or, or whatever's going on in this relationship isn't serving her and something needs to change. And so that's kind of what that blow up was. And we actually see that a lot in relationship sessions. So um, I felt pretty bad <laughs> after that, that she was so kind of like caught off guard and uh, really was turned off by the work because of that. But that was also my first experience that led me to understand that this work really isn't for everyone. This work is, it can be, it can be challenging. And I kind of, you know, I've been going to the gym lately and I relate it to the gym. Um, every time I go to the gym, there's, we have a posted workout for the day. We all work out as a group and we have times and everything and I see there's there's classes that come in they're they're already working out so they're there before me and um, I go in there and I see them still working out and I'm just terrified like I'm, I'm like oh no this looks really hard I want to go home I want to turn around and I don't because I know that I'm gonna feel better on the other side I'm gonna be proud of myself for finishing I'm gonna have the muscle tone that I want. I'm going to just feel overall physically better, emotionally better, mentally better. And the workout itself is grueling. It's really hard. I'm breathing really hard. I'm almost on the floor. The other day I almost threw up. <laughs> um, but I keep, I keep wanting to do it, right? Because I know, I know the benefits on the other side. And I think healing is a lot like this. Like, I, I bet you, <laughs> you probably have felt this before when you lay on the table to receive a session or, or you're at home if you're receiving distance, like the kind of like anxiety that kind of shows up beforehand. Hey, that's, that's normal. And that's, uh, I would say that that's good because that's, that's you, your mind, your body, knowing that change is ahead and knowing that there's some awareness there for you that might be difficult to look at. And um, I was working with a client today, actually, and she was talking about, you know, we do sessions every week together, but she was talking about doing Eileen's um, hyperspace session, which I haven't done yet. Um, but <laughs> talking about it made me want to do it. And um, she was scared. She was scared that uh, she was going to experience some detox or integration that she wouldn't be able to handle. And um, we checked with the pendulum together. Um, I just asked the pendulum, you know, would it be in her best interest to participate in this session at this time? And I got, I got a yes, and I, I offered that to her. And um, we talked about how, you know, yeah, you might, you might have some detox. It might be really uncomfortable. But here's the thing. 
you're experiencing discomfort as it is now on sort of a long-term chronic basis, right? Just based on what I know from her. And if you participate in this session and you experience some intense, you know, short-term discomfort, maybe that long-term chronic discomfort will begin to decrease as well. And just kind of had her look at that and consider that. And, you know, I think it would be so cool if somebody wrote a blog on the healing process and, and shared it um, with other tuners, or even if you yourself, if you want to write something for your clients and your audience, maybe to put on your website about what, what it is that they can expect from this work. Um, because I know that there's so many of us that we don't really want to be working with the notion that this is a quick fix, that it's easy, that it's comfortable, that, um, you know, because that's not where transformation is. Transformation is not in easy and, um, and comfortable, right? I'm sure you can relate to this. I also had another thought um, that I wanted to share with you all. Um, I guess I'm wrapping that part up. <laughs> but the other part was um, believing that you're capable of being a practitioner. I think so many times, whether you're a practitioner, you're a coach, you're in some line of work helping people, it's really normal for the thought to come in that, well, I haven't, I haven't achieved the result that I want, or I haven't benefited enough from this modality to be able to help others. And I just want you to, to question that. This is something I also talked about with a client um, today, is that, you know, the most important thing that I see with being a practitioner, a healer, a coach, whatever it might be, is not even necessarily the, the amount of skills or experience you have. Now, does that help? Absolutely. <laughs> but giving your time and attention to someone else for a full hour is incredibly valuable. And if you can get out of your way enough to just be there present with that person, that's really worth a lot. I mean, having an hour to be listened to to be heard, to be validated and offered perspective and reflections, that is worth a lot. And so, um, you know, we're always working on ourselves. We never, as, this is my perspective anyway, we never, um, you know, get to the finish line, quote, unquote. I don't really, I don't have in my worldview, I don't have a finish line. There's nowhere for me to get to um, as far as being enlightened or awakened or healed. I, for me, it's just a constant journey. Like I'm always working on something. And I really think that that mindset has gotten me far and has um, really helped me to believe that I am successful. And so if you can get to that place for you where you believe you're successful you believe you're cap capable, no matter what your experience is or your skill set, that 
gets you moving. It has you show up. And if you're not feeling capable, just kind of like, okay, like, let's look, like, where am I not feeling capable? Do I feel like I need more knowledge? Do I feel like I need more skills? Is that something I can achieve? Hint, yes, it is, because there's so many resources available to us right now, right? We have, there's so many online trainings, but we also have to bring that into balance too, because when we keep learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and never showing up and creating that sort of, I call it passive action versus massive action, that's out of balance. When you're in passive action, which means that you're, you're taking class after class after class, but you're still telling yourself you're not capable or whatever it might be, and you're not showing up and doing the work and serving, that's where it's out of balance, right? Taking massive action is, is going like sending out uh, a letter and saying, I'm available for sessions or posting it on Facebook and saying, I'm available for sessions. Even if you have a, you feel like you have a lot to learn. It's just putting yourself out there anyway. And that's what the world really needs. The world doesn't need you to sit <laughs> at home and continue to take course after course after course. The world needs you to show up with your tuning forks and start serving, start tuning. Not just yourself, not just your family members, like get out there, put yourself out there. I hope this is helpful. Um, I'm excited to share more thoughts. And I know that everybody is just loving the um, podcast conversations and I'm really enjoying them too. So if you're listening and you're interested in being a participant um, or a conversationalist with me, I would love to have you email me at me at jillianfaldmo.com and we'll set up a time to have a conversation. All right, take care, bye. tuner i hope you enjoyed this episode please consider leaving a review and subscribe so that you catch each episode as it publishes happy tuning